Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Batten down the hatches, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. His name's Jim Campbell. Yes, yes. His name's Luke Moore. All right. And his name's Pete Donaldson. Habari. Jambo, Peter. <laughs> Jambo, indeed. Buena asafiwe. Asante sana, Marcus. Uh-huh, a little we bit can't of... speak Swahili, all podcast, Marcus. Not all podcasts. We learn that from this. Um, <laughs> Pete's back from Kenya. He was checking out the latest <laughs> talent at Gormahia FC. Yes. Current Kenyan Premier League <laughs> champion. Managed I, by an Englishman, actually. I, d- I, did right. do, I did do a radio show. Pete and I did do a radio show with a man who's obsessed with uh, Manchester United. I gave him a Newcastle shirt, naturally. He said he was going to put on his uh, mother's grave. And, uh, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. And uh, <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. He just said, it will go on my mother's grave. I was like, yeah, okay. is that... Is I surely want to respect your mother. Yeah. You gave him a Newcastle <laughs> yeah. United shirt and he basically went, this one's for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not long for this world. Don't do that. This this club are a joke. No. That's what you should have said. <laughs> yeah. This will curse your mother's soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But you had an amazing time. And uh, you saw a little hippo. I saw a little hippo. Uh, I was out there for a charity um, thing, uh, Practical Action. They do some great work down there. Mm. Check them out on my Twitter. And uh, also, uh, we were in a restaurant and a little baby hippo turned up. Did it? Ever at any point actively chase you? Well, the thing is, I was eating a perfectly circular... Hippo. Ball. Hippo burgers. <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly circular ball of ice cream. Sorry. So I, so I think it was like a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> it, was, it was after my perfectly circular ball, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You, I, I hate to be the one it's to real. break this to you, Pete, but the, board, the, the popular 80s board game Hungry Hippos yeah. hungry, hungry Hippos. doesn't yeah. really have any scientific basis. You well, don't know well you say that. Hang well, on a minute. I, gra- I, I, grabbed its, evidence. I grabbed its lever. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> well, it's no. well, we just need to hear from the person who's clearly done the most research it's on true, that. Yeah. So when was the last time you saw a hippo? Me, this weekend. Luke, I grant you, Luke, that when we... We, when, we do, when we do defer to someone who's done the most research, seldom is it Pete. Pete. Never Pete. <laughs> okay. But on yeah. this occasion, he He's, seems to be the man in On, on this occasion, on this occasion my printer is working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I would say is that um, to shoo the little baby here, because they're dangerous characters, they are, you know, they're herbivores, but they kill more people than international terrorism each year, apparently. Uh, they're, mm. they're, they're, they're rather aggressive creatures, and apparently uh, the restaurateur had his mother killed, so I think that's why it, right. was, uh, it, it was around oh. the restaurant. That's why I got hit over the face with a waiter's tray well yeah, yeah so the waiter shooed him away by hitting uh, hitting the little baby hippo in the face with a tray and I thought I'm never going to hear that noise again 
No, metal, metal tray on hip noise. as we all would. Yeah, yeah immediately. M- metal tray on hip hip yeah. or nose. Uh, well, Marcus, like, wrestle right. this back because you're about to go. I can. I'm tell, laughing yeah. at something that happened previously today. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not at that because mm. yeah. that's nasty. That's cruelty to animals, and we yeah. don't want to see that. Well, but, yeah. uh, how you, else do, do you shoe a hip? Exactly. It can take a it can take a metal tray to the face. There's a problem. Apparently, there's loads of them in the Colombian jungle because they escaped from Pablo Escobar's zoo, and that's not a lot of the locals don't know what they are. So it's like, oh, that's an actual monster. So they've got smartphones now. They know a very smooth monster. But anyway, I look. One thing before we move on is is never get in the way of of a hippo to the water because right. I think you're trying to stop you. It's a bit like never get in the way of Luke Moore on the bar. That's okay, true. okay, because <laughs> yeah. like a hippo, he will charge you. Yeah. Okay, so there we are. Let's move on to the Premier League. Mm. Seems like a good place to move on to after that uh, red hot Kenyan chat. Manchester City set a new record for the most consecutive wins in England's top flight. Not just the Premier League, the top flight. Nice to have a top flight statistic. <laughs> yeah. Normally it's oh in the Premier League. It's and you about think, time. Yeah, you normally think well, okay, well, who was doing what in the 70s, mm. or the 80s, or even the 20s. The, the, the highlight yeah. of this particular uh, moment was Jonathan Pierce's comments <coughs> to Pep. Oh. Pep was absolutely beside himself. Well, yeah. it, was like, it was like someone had, had brought in you know, his son and said, oh, your son is the best <laughs> example of a city. He's so well behaved. He was just so proud. Well, yeah. You but will be proud. When, I like that. Though. And in, in, in many ways... When the, when the commentator from Sensible World of Soccer 96-97 yeah. Yeah. says something nice about your team... And in, a, in a way that... And former Channel 5 commentator. <laughs> let's let's not forget for, Robot Wars. And, yeah, full <laughs> he, he, He's bloody good on Robot Wars. I'll not have anything <laughs> to say about I'm that. not making a dig at him. He, he makes it. In, in um, many ways, Manchester City are the Sir Killer of... The Premier yeah, League, aren't they, really? To score a lot. And those, <laughs> and those players are all his sons. Can I remind <laughs> us of Jonathan Pierce's? The first time I witnessed him, and perhaps for many people, England would have played away to Poland in a qualifier on Channel 5, mm. and the game started, and as the game kicked off, he said, as commentator, can I just be the first Englishman to say, come on, England? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Channel 5. His commentary was included in one of the versions of the Three Lions song, wasn't it, as well? That's right, yeah. Oh. But Teddy was re- There was Teddy, was ever so steady, England 3. <laughs> That's something like that. Yeah, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. three Lions 2014, wasn't it? What was it that, that one? Yeah. The yeah. Redux. He yeah. was Channel 5, the channel that brings you England goals. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that very well. The thing I love about this uh, this interview, because I think you're right, it was very striking, but it's it's quite a common thing with Guardiola that um, when they win, he looks almost drunk. Do you know what I mean? He's so giddy <laughs> yeah. with, with, with I think kind he of really satisfaction. Feels it, yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. You can see it. Like Because Pierce said as well, like is, is, is complacency sort of a danger now? And he's just like, no, that's not going to happen. No, I, I, I can't see I can't see with him at the helm them being complacent. I mean, they, no. they had a couple of wobbles, didn't they, with their performances, but they still got the wins. Absolutely. And uh, I think, he, I think he, he saw that as a bit of a shock and, and, and really tried to recalibrate, which I, is the right thing to in do. In the interview, he said, you know... That, they're trying to entertain people. Mm. And there's almost a sense of duty with Pep Guardiola, isn't there? Yeah. That he's... We, we've talked about being him being a little bit of a strange man. A lot of people share that opinion, and Nathan Redman will definitely share that opinion mm. as well, even though his comments were quite nice after, yeah. uh, in response to that. But, but there is that sort of... You know when someone's really, really into something, right? And, and and you sort of make a nice comment. You go, oh, you know, tell me about your tattoos, and they're covering them. Oh, well, this one, and they really, you yeah. know, it's there's, no, there's nothing sexier than someone being into something, unless it's something dreadful. It's well, passion, isn't it? It's yeah. passion. It's, it's like there's nothing right, more yeah. magnetic than someone being really. So. No, but that's what I mean. So when he when he was interviewed, he was like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that mm. to Jonathan Pierce. I, I found it quite nice because there's there's not it's not smugness or arrogance or anything. Yeah. I just he may well have um, a, a little bit of of one of those, but I think most top managers perhaps need it but there is a genuine sort of quality about it's like, it it's like when people stop me in the street and say I like the ramble and I say which one's your favourite and then I get them in a headlock but they yeah. say the football say, one until they say me yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that takes a bit of time. <laughs> yeah, How often does this happen? Five of them. What do you think? Um, what do you Lord think? Ramble comes from it, usually. <laughs> I did find it funny, though, after that interview, it then cut to poor old Paul Clement. On, yeah, I was going to say, what do you think he thought about well, it? Well, he just went, oh, at times it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though, isn't it? Swansea were absolute passengers in the game because, you know, when City are on that form, it's, as, as Guardiola sides are, like, it's just, it's, you become an irrelevance as the opposition. Well, David Moyes <laughs> is uh, West Ham, didn't they? Did they David can... Moyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, 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 by the way, also lost. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm saying true. they weren't an irrelevance oh, in the game. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and I think, I think I'd say David Moyes has set the no, bar. But high. that's what I mean. Like it's, it's it's dangerous for the rest of the league that that you know Pep seems to have fixed that wobble and mm. got them back into well, that. Well, sort the only of chance you've got, the only chance you've got is an off day. I mean, yeah. Swansea set up against Man City to try and stop them doing their thing. Mm-hmm. As soon as they score, and I think they scored up within half an hour actually last night. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you've, got, you've just got to hope they're on an off day. West Ham actually pushed them a bit, actually mm. tried to attack them. and probably thought mm. that we're going to get beaten anyway. Let's just try and attack them. Um, remember, and that, remember, when Swansea, had, sorry, remember when Manchester City played like Swansea used to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Swansea used to knock <laughs> it about. Swansea used to knock it yeah. about, didn't yeah, they? They did, yeah. they did like a sideways pass, <laughs> um, whereas Man City a little bit more I mean, penetrating. A bit, a, bit, a, bit more, a bit more sort of um, purpose, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Certainly more purpose. But yeah, no, you, the, the point is, yeah, without being sort of churlish about it, <laughs> Swansea did like to knock the ball around. Yeah, but, but with City, it's a relentless purpose, though, isn't it? Like, they're still yeah. busting a gut to get a sixth if they're 5 nil up. Yeah. yeah. Is that a sort of... You know, Spiteful shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's never, never enough. Well, we, I mean, Guardiola's Barcelona, it, it was like the, the sort of the ball constrictor effect, wasn't it? It's yeah. That kind of thing, um, which is uh, incredible. Uh, one thing that is still unclear is uh, which party was to blame for the old Trafford tunnel ruckus. It was, it was Jose. It's not unclear to me. It's Jose Mourinho's fault. Wait for the investigation. You don't don't need it, do you? That's the thing. (laughs) Do you think he's dragging this out to try and sour how well things are going for City? I do. Basically, all this is going to run and run. He's got no more room to manoeuvre, Jim. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised in any way, shape, or form if Mourinho thought, and we touched on this a little bit on Monday, but if if Mourinho thought, I have got nothing to say to these fans, I've got nothing to say to the media at large or an excuse to make about how this happened, how badly we've been beaten. I know it wasn't a ridiculous result, but they weren't, as I said on Monday, they weren't able to um, sort of impose their any any part of their style mm. at home against their biggest rivals. So I wouldn't be surprised in any way, shape or form if Mourinho has done that on purpose. Right, mm. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to cause a confrontation mm. and I'm going to make it all about that. And we are still talking about that now. And people, journalists on Twitter this week have been saying some of the most read articles of the season have been about this fracas. Right. In which case, it's absolutely are, job done for yeah. me. Are Jobs you, are good. Are you comparing him to Putin's Russia? who their domestic policy is a bit of a mess, so they're just trying to create chaos elsewhere in the other democracies. Yeah. Presum- we'll, we'll host the World Cup. <laughs> Presuming <laughs> that's true, yes. Uh, <laughs> I am not qualified to comment, but it sounds like it sounds similar, yeah. So did mm. Jose Mourinho cause Brexit? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, the thing is, everyone is loving City at the moment, and we know how much Jose Mourinho needs the attention to be on him, and mm. he needs to, to be loved. So he's trying to make other people think City are these sort of like dirty, immature, badly educated, kind of like yeah. sore winners. Questioning so that, their education and, yeah, their, and their, it's, it's all that really kind of funny. stuff. You're, but it's, but it, you're right, though. It's all to try and just, you know, I guess take a bit of sting out of them. Yeah. Of course it, it is. It's, everyone is falling for the, the thing that Maria does over and over again. Mm. So th- he'll say, 
we've said it on this show more than once. He will say or do anything that he thinks he can reasonably get away with, and he's not mm. he's not averse to an FA charge either. Yeah. He can <laughs> afford him to, to do it, and, and, it, and it works every time. But Impeach not, him. What I love, what I love as well, is that uh, you know, in in related news, Ibrahimovic brought up his past beef with Guardiola, calling him the most immature manager he's ever worked with. So do you, you can do imagine. You reckon, do you reckon Mourinho just sat everyone down and went, right? Who's got shit yeah, and then like, yeah. who's got stuff no, and then he would have done with Ibrahimovic because yeah. let's have the greatest Ibra, hits. Ibra and him are completely on the same page, and, and, yeah. I, I, and he would have he would have walked out, done his press conference, walked back in, right, Ibra, in you go. It was, it was very very yeah. mischievous because I, I saw the interview. It, it ran on Sky Sports for a, for a wee while. It was very mischievous for exactly the reason you're saying, but also because none of this stuff that he came out with is any different to what he said in his book anyway. Yep. Mm. But he's just he said he, the, the, the 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 quote I think was. Um, he is the most immature manager I've worked with yeah. because a man sorts out his problems. Because <laughs> his argument right, was, okay. for those who don't remember, his argument was that Zlatan, um, they changed the tactics to accommodate Messi. Mm-hmm. Zlatan That's said right. to, to Guardiola, you are doing this just for Messi. And Guardiola mm-hmm. said, I don't agree, um, but I'll sort it, don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then Zlatan sat on the bench for a while. Yep. And, and, and Zlatan claims that Guardiola <laughs> never spoke to him again. Right. And Zlatan's beef was that, you know, if you're a man, in quotes, you should sort your own problems out. Mm-hmm. And he never did. But you're absolutely right. There's, uh, there's utterly it's no years, reason. Years yeah. He's not even a man anyway. He's a lion. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It's <laughs> true. Big talk. It's well, I, Arsene Wenger seems to have the solution in among all this, though, because he mentioned that uh, when he was managing in Japan, he witnessed uh, <laughs> the etiquette of sumo wrestlers. Has he conceded the title yet? Has <laughs> <laughs> he? Have, have a Wenger watch. Wenger would not concede the title. Yeah, well, uh, who knows? I mean, they're, they're at the races again this week. 19 points off it. Uh, <laughs> at, at the time of recording. Yeah. Um, uh, but he witnessed the etiquette of sumo wrestlers who always win with grace, apparently, and he mm. reckons, uh, old Veng, that we can learn from their example. Is Peter, it? you're the most researched again in this area. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's all coming up shortly. Donaldson rides again this week. I mean, a hippo is very much like a sumo wrestler in many ways. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. I'd like to hear somebody hit a sumo wrestler with a metal tray. Is this why Colotore ate all those slimming pills? Because he was eating like a sumo wrestler. It's possible. Yeah, we have to wait for the investigation on that one. <laughs> but, um, have you seen any sumo wrestling? <clears throat> I've not actually. No, you can do with Airbnb's uh, new kind of experiences thing. You can uh, spend so time was, spend time with a New, new Zealand um, kind of grand champion who, uh, oh, who yeah who, a, who lot, wrestled in a lot of the a lot of the best sumo wrestlers in the world aren't actually Japanese anymore. Yeah. Mm. A lot of them are from like I think they're from Pacific Islands. Yeah. Those. But Jim, are you, yeah, you've been there, Jim. Jim, are you happy with um with Arsene Wenger making this sort of contribution during the show? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, as an Arsenal fan, absolutely delighted with it because yeah. it's something new to talk about, yeah. Yeah. which is something we've struggled with. And Did I think you? he's seeing that and go, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit off piece, chuck in a non sequitur here and there, yeah. and it will, you know, it will help the press. Works for Mourinho. Do something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. There's a great video of uh, that I love watching of um, managers and footballers speaking languages that you wouldn't expect, like Kevin Keegan speaking German and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm. And there's a bit of Arsenal. Carry Wenger. on. Say again. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the idea. Well, actually, Everyone he, sits up in their seat there. He actually, <clears throat> he actually accidentally learned Italian. He went, <laughs> he went, oh no! But like Roy Hodgson speaking his five languages, just like Roy Hodgson would speak those languages with a big <laughs> W on everything. Uh, and uh, and Arsene Wenger's goodbye speech, where he's just reading off a bit of paper. It's not even. He's not even speaking in Japanese. Japan. Yeah, it's I'm, a hard language, though. Oh, isn't it? I know, but I'm just saying he can't speak Japanese. That, so go, that goes that. against what we think about Wenger. We think yeah. of him as being a very erudite, intelligent, yeah. sort of sort of urbane type guy, and, he, and he's gone against Pete, that. It's way. fascinating hearing him say "watashi wa," though. It's just kind of like right. Pete, I am. Pete speaks a little bit of Japanese, so you're lording it up. Over I'm, not, you I'm better than Wenger. You are better than Wenger. You are the three beers. You're in a bar. 
<laughs> Pete by the way, I just Marcus, question his education. Yes, Jim. If if Kevin Keegan was going to learn a language accidentally, it would absolutely be Esperanto. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> Can we take this back to Man City because they, they play Spurs, uh, play Spurs this weekend. They the Spurs do. are five to one with Bet three six five to beat Man City at the Etihad uh, this weekend, Saturday tea time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so ten pound returns, sixty pound including stake, and I think. Given that Spurs' recent record against City away isn't that bad comparatively mm-hmm. to a lot of teams, we're talking about um, inevitably the, the conversation turns to whether Man City can go the whole season unbeaten. We've talked about the prospect of them playing United again in April and, and Mourinho scuppering it, which would be funny. Mm. Are people overlooking this Spurs game? Mm. Well, I saw Spurs against Brighton. Oh, you were at the week. game, weren't you? Were they good? Yeah, um, and I don't think they are overlooking it. Were they good? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. It was a very uninspiring performance okay. and two very fortuitous goals. They got the goal, so. Or you know, it was a cross, was it not? Yeah. It was a cross, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I understand that he scored the goal, so therefore that does shape the game. And Spurs, you always felt, could have. You know, they had a few chances um, which they, they may have uh, put away on another day, but they did look quite uninspiring. And Brighton defended a lot in numbers, but it was a bit of a drab performance. But then, but then, then the drag performance, they won 2-0 well, quite comfortably. Yeah. Manchester City put a couple of those in themselves and still won. Yeah, exactly. What I like about the fact we've now got Spurs in the mix and uh, like Liverpool have got a very attacking team. There's more big boys. There there's are. just more big boys and there's more big it's matches done. every weekend. But there's the a problem, big match going the, on. The problem is, though, is there's an enormous boy <laughs> and then there's a lot of big boys. <laughs> yeah, right. This boy's in like, like six years above. You can Indeed. see this boy from space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This boy doesn't even go to this school. No, he doesn't. <laughs> What's he doing there? And I'm yeah. mates with his brother, so you can shut up. One plus point for Spurs was Eric Lamella mm. back in the yeah. side lovely to see him Lazarus no, no it's not <laughs> <laughs> get your boners out for the lads now then <laughs> <Beg your pie. laughs> let's move on uh, to a side who are having a wonderful season it's Burnley they've only scored 16 goals in 17 league games but they were briefly in the top four this week efficient yeah. mate efficient. And I, I really I, I messaged you didn't I at midweek and said let's talk about Burnley because mm. we haven't talked about them enough they've, this, yeah. they've gone un- mm. the same way that Stoke have gone are going so far under the radar mm. they're about to be relegated mm-hmm. Burnley have, got, have gone really far under the radar it was only when almost like the, the sports media woke up one morning looked at the league table and like what? Burnley a fourth oh my god <laughs> do you think, are they even in the Premier League do you think Leicester have maybe ruined surprise packages for people yeah, like, oh it's great but they're not going to win the league no, are they? I think that's maybe, probably yeah. but right do, yeah. but do you remember like when Grant Holt was knocking them in a few seasons ago yeah. and you sort of go Burnley are doing that without Burnley are doing that without uh, uh, yeah. like a big goal scorer like that yeah that is a, that is, well hence 16 goals yeah, in 17 games yeah. but they've only conceded 12 and mm. the only two sides that have conceded less are the two Manchester clubs, but they've only both conceded one less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that shows you how bloody good defensively mm. that they well, are. You've got you've got a situation, I think, which and I haven't seen Burnley as much as many people would have done. And of course, they 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 they, they sneaked it against Stoke, didn't they, with a last minute goal and, and, and all the rest of it. But um, what you're seeing at Burnley is a very stable environment. I think you've got mm. you've got a manager who's been there for a long time. He knows the club inside out. Everyone From, knows what's expected yeah. of him. I, I, I would say that though. To give them even more credit, he the way that Dice has done stuff like being able to accommodate Stephen DeFore, who's, mm. who's that type of player who isn't a traditional, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play in the midfield because they're just going to lump it anyway type player. Yeah. He, I, I think he deserves a bit of credit, Dice, for for evolving his tactics slightly. Um, there was, it was an interesting call with a Burnley fan on the radio the other week. He was talking about that, and I, I found it very, very interesting. He bought well with Chris Wood. I mean, there's your striker, Peter, that they've got. But yes, he's not scoring every week, but still yeah. a good signing. But also, he's done very well to cope with the loss of, of Michael Keane and uh, mm, yeah, from promoting point. within as well with Tarkovsky. He's just, you know, very he's much just so. stepped in and just performed t- t- so, so well. And, the, the, you know, they've not even noticed a. 
notice the change, really. It's, would it's would Chris Wood be their top scorer? He's four goals, I think, he's got in the Premier League. Cool. They've only scored 16 in total. You imagine he, he Possibly, would be. Yeah. It's only be one of them, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost a shame when you look at Burnley that Manchester City are romping the league because Manchester United in second with 38 points. You know, that's normally... Mm. Uh, kind of around about now, that, that that's your sort of, sort of tally for the, for the teams who are in top spot. Burnley on thirty one points. You know, yeah. if they were like seven or eight points off the top, everyone would go, "Oh no, surely yeah, not!" Absolutely. <laughs> but I think they might of... stay up. <laughs> <laughs> all, of, might stay up. all of this under the radar stuff suits them so well, though, doesn't it? Because Daesh is very calm and collected, and they don't, they don't want to sort of start thinking about Europe now, do they? Do, do you think someone's going to take a, a gamble on Sean Daesh, tempt him away? No, I don't. I think, I think he'll stay certainly to the end of the season. I'd, at li- the very I'd like least. to ask you, is Sean Dyche, he must be next in line for the England throne <laughs> at the, at the well, moment. He must the throne be. now, is it? Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think that's right. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely right. Because can you, rightly or wrongly, and we have this conversation a lot in, in football media and stuff about could Sean Dyche, the question that's always asked, could Sean Dyche do this at a Man United or whatever. Mm, yeah. The reality is he's not going to be given that job. No. He's not going to be given any of those jobs. So actually, Marcus, the England route is probably the most viable route for him. And I, and I don't think there's anything and wrong with it. would be that. a shame to give him it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame well, to ruin his career. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't deserve that. He'd have no. a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to be turned into a vegetable in the press. That's just yeah. what happens to all of them, isn't it? But he, um, yeah, the great thing with him, though, and why you think that might actually work, is he's shown with Burnley. He can, he can get the best out of a group of players that are you know, simply what he has available because mm-hmm. Burnley being so limited um, get him in the England job then Jim but he can't, he can't, he can't, can't sign players he can't <laughs> sign players that's alright right. yeah but you know it's, this is what we've got I'm going to get the best out of it listen to this here Burnley are sixty-six to one with Bet three six five to finish in the top four this season. God, you're yes, going I'm, going, I'm going there. Yeah, damn right. Ten pound return, six hundred and seventy pound including stake. If you fancy a bit of that, that's yeah. how far they've come. Mm. I, that is worth a flatter. Yeah, that is worth indeed. Flatter. And speaking of flatters, it's now time for correspondence with Pete. It is time for correspondence with Pete. I want to say a big hello to James, a long-time listener, but a first-time emailer. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to check in <laughs> as uh, following the woeful struggles of my team, Sunderland. Marcus has said in the last couple of shows uh, that should we fail to beat Fulham this Saturday we will have gone an entire calendar year without a home win although this isn't something to brag about this technically isn't true as even if when we fail to beat uh, Djokovic's uh, men uh, we uh, still have one more game in the calendar year of 2017 hosting non-Premier League bound post-red nap Birmingham City just before Christmas I know it'll still be over a year at 371 days since our last home win when we played Birmingham on the 23rd but they still hope to see at least one home win in the tragic calendar year that has been 2017 I'm just being pedantic however as we all know we'll fail to win anyway and break <laughs> More records for being utterly useless. Yeah, what I should have said was, uh, yeah, that, that if they fail to beat Fulham, it would be 365 <laughs> days. But now they've got another game at, uh, <laughs> against Birmingham City at home. Then, then, then there's your calendar. It's all right, Marcus. You're you're the one who's embarrassed yourself here. <laughs> not, not not that emailer. Imagine <laughs> it coming to that. Imagine it coming. I, to l- that. I love the way he says. I know I'm being pedantic, and I know it's not going to happen anyway. But I am sending this 600 word email about it. <laughs> <laughs> love the show, and I hope to hear less about Sunderland in the future, as it means we will be a club functioning normally mm. and not having any more of our fans defecating in their seats. <laughs> well, we appreciate that email. We well, do. you know, it's, it's a horrible, who's that from? It's a, it's who's a that from? Horrible time for uh, Sunderland, isn't it? Uh, James, James. James. Thanks, James. Hi, chaps. 
Long time listener, third time emailer, um, Darren Kershaw. Yeah, that cot. would be nice, Pete, if people could from now on actually tell us how many, how many times, times they've emailed. We might, it might help us a triage type system for us to prioritise them a bit better. <laughs> I've emailed 42 times, you're going to go to the front of the queue. No, it's another yeah. bad email. No, We're not exactly, yeah. No, yeah, to be honest, if you've emailed that many times and you've never been featured, you need stop. to be, yeah, yes. We stop. don't need penis pills. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us don't Most need, need penis pills. Jim. Uh, yeah. You ignored my first two, but I won't hold it against you, says... Uh, uh, says Darren. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, listening to the Coventry Dream Match of the Day highlights of Spurs versus Brighton, I found myself wanting to climb in the screen and throttle a commentator. He made the point that this is the first league meeting between Spurs and Brighton since 1983. Of course it bloody is. That's how long Brighton were in last in the top flight and Spurs haven't been relegated during that time, Cretan. I wouldn't mind it. I, I can see why we ignored the first two. Yeah. I wouldn't mind <laughs> it if this angry. is a one-off. Uh, but it happens every time that Brighton and Huddersfield uh, game, uh, you know, get involved and it is doing my head in. Also, it can pundits in advance Come and stop going on about having Brighton and Huddersfield in the Premier League somehow diminishing the league because they're not traditional big clubs like Leeds. I've never heard anyone. I don't think that. anyone yeah. said that. To no, be honest. the only I've thing. Not heard this that. is a much nicer problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. The, the only funny thing with the Huddersfield fans, of course, Chelsea fans were singing "Champions of England." You'll never sing that. Mm. Well, but they it, have. Yeah. But he basically yeah. says uh, having new teams in the Premier League does enrich the uh, the league, and I think I, I do agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I am a, I'm a Man City fan, by the way, so I have no bias in this argument. I, 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 one thing I would say about this first point, though, is that. I view that completely the opposite to him. If someone says, oh, that's Brighton's first whatever since 1983, I think that's a nice thing. I do yeah, as well. Yeah. It shows you the level of achievement and how far the club's The reason they haven't been able to do it in the, since then by definition is because they haven't been good enough and now they are good enough, so good yeah. for them. Well, yeah. There you go. That's why we don't read your emails out normally. <laughs> Well, I like Darren, so thank you, Darren. Darren seems like a lovely chap. I'm only being... Well done, Dan. You could have a right old moan up together, couldn't you, yeah. Pete? <laughs> He's in there, did cop, but he's actually from Manchester, so, that, so therefore that's how the Manchester City all thing right. works. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm charging you, mate. Nice <laughs> part of, that's what I said. <laughs> Big old glory spot. Uh, Sam Cooper. Sam Cooper. Now, this is a good one, and a good one to keep an eye on. Uh, all right, Ramblers. Evening, Ramblers. Uh, I want to draw your attention to the annual tradition of players looking to get their Christmas off by reaching that glorious number Love of five it. yellows yeah. just before the Boxing yeah. Day fixture. Currently... There are 25 league players with four bookings to their Oh, name. lovely oh, one. Oh, well done, Coop. Just two rounds of fixtures left between now and that dreaded Boxing Day game. These games, or rather these players, are surely nervous about peaking too soon. Well, Shelby's peaked too soon, isn't he? I know. Yeah. <laughs> he can half, help himself. Half a season's work can be undone with one late tackle and with Christmas holiday in the Caribbean on the line, the pressure must be getting to these players. My focus will be on uh, Alvaro Morata, uh, who will uh, not be overly fussed about the home fixture against Brighton and maybe more keen on a visit back to his beloved Madrid. Arsenal don't actually play until the 28th, so Alexis Sanchez can have a proper holiday at home in Chile yeah. if he manages to time his fifth booking right. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled during the festive period for players who are seemingly going out of their way for that fifth yellow. Merry Christmas to you all, Sam Sam, Cooper. can you get back in touch and yeah. tell us what happened because we can't be bothered. Sam, eye, Sam yeah. we need an email from you for Monday and for the following uh, Thursday. <laughs> this is how you do it, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye. Love that. Very, very good. Yep. There we are. Any more, Peter, or are we done? We're done. Love the football ramble. If you want to get involved and say hello, let us know, you know, what you're doing over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got your fifth booking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do uh, please let us know now then, everybody. It's time for an ad break, but after that, we may well talk about Newcastle United again. Oh, don't. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, 
you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. Amanda Stavely. Amanda Savely, yeah. will they call her soon, <laughs> moved a step closer from banishing Mike Ashley from St. James's Park, Peter. And it is a banishment. It is. <laughs> so so the, the, the reports in the newspapers this morning were that she tabled an improved bid, but I heard this morning as well from someone quite close to it right. that that's not actually happened. That um, they, They're preparing another beer, but they haven't made it yet. Ooh. They met for the first time last week in a curry house, didn't they? Wonder who chose the venue. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's wrong with that, though? Nothing. Yeah. You love a curry. Yeah, yeah, I do. We all do. Yeah. yeah. Do I'm, not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You know I just I think say? it's very on brand. Jim, there's no fireplaces normally in an Indian uh, restaurant, so Ashley thought, no, I don't want to show myself up. It's a tandoor. Yeah, he's not going to throw, up, throw up in the oven. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> to be honest, yeah, if he has a particularly spicy curry, it ain't going to be coming up the top. No, that yeah. is true, actually. Oh, Gordon, that is You've got a Sunderland-esque problem there. Well, I, I, I think... <laughs> I, I think... I think <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mr. Ashley, I can't continue. You just shat everywhere. <laughs> um, Peter, wing, wing, wings aside, um, which would obviously be the preference for all of these types of things, yes. I think it's a nice little adage that you could start saying, if you can't do the business in the curry house, yeah. it's not business worth doing. Damn right. The, the problem is that Mike Ashley has a, a checkered history of uh, doing, you know, being taken to court because he's made agreements on things when he's had a few. So, uh, yeah, don't have anywhere with booze. Yeah. Difficult, a, difficult a, isn't it, in the <laughs> UK, that? Yeah. yeah, pretty much everywhere sells booze, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if not, a lot of them are bringing on booze anyway. Mike, Ma- we Mac like Lins. curry houses. Do you get booze in Mac Lindsay in there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Mike, we'd like to do the deal in Iran. Okay. <laughs> Peter, did you enjoy Newcastle's uh, performance uh, this no, week? No, I fucking didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they lost 1 0. But it was more. They hit the post a few times, Peter. They, 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 they had a lot of and chances. And if it was Roberto Baggio's magical kicks, they'd have got a few points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, had a, they had a lot of chances. But I think when we started the scene, I thought, oh, we got, you know, we got, a, we got a nice young squad. We got a nice young squad. We're the youngest in the Premier League. I think yeah. pretty much uh, next to Spurs maybe I can't remember but uh, yeah they just I think they do need some older heads they can't close out games they can't get they can't when they when they've got points in front of them they just can't seem to well, um, he, herein lies the on. problem Pete because you know Benitez hasn't been given the, the the funds and the targets that he wanted he would as you as you quite rightly said on an earlier show he wouldn't have been signing Hossolou if he didn't have to mm. yeah that type of player yeah. and and that's why this deal as much as we joke about it this deal if it's going to be done needs to be done sooner rather than later because it's coming to a part of the season where if Ashley's going to sell the club anyway, yeah. he's going to have to structure transfer deals where he's not going to pay for the money up front. Yeah. Because he's not, why would he? Mm. Um, and so that's going to make deals harder to do. Mm. If he sells after the transfer window, we all know he's not going to put his hand in his pocket because he's going to sell the club anyway. Then um, Amanda Staley's lot have been sold a, a dummy because they can't strengthen the team. I think that the problem is that, I suspect the problem is that she wants them to do some sort of deal where if they get relegated, yeah. they don't have to pay another load of money. Yeah. Whereas Mike Ashley's probably saying, um, if you buy it, you buy it. Yeah. That's it. That's how much but, but, it is. But, but, but that was the point I think I made when, when this was first uh, talked about. I mean, I still, I'm still not, not even 40% uh, clear that this thing is going to go through because Newcastle. And, <laughs> because you're negative about because, everything? Because Newcastle and I'm negative about everything. everything. Yeah. But I think, um, but I, I, I think, yeah... 
it almost makes more sense for them to have a championship club because it will be cheaper for Staveley to buy the club in the first place. So, you know, it would be different between like. Yeah, but she's not going to make any money in return, though, is she? Well, yeah. yeah, well, the, but, the, but that is the thing. It's literally an investment. Don't put her off it. It's literally an investment in which. It's literally an investment in which if she was in the championship, she wouldn't make any money. Back. If, if you put Newcastle in the championship next season with the same amount of players, they'd go up again. I'll do it. I'll happily I'll do it. it. Happily but, do you know, it. that's a timely gamble, isn't it? Mm. But she's, Marcus is not going to want that. You're, you're the um, founder, treasurer, and life president of the John Joe Shelby for England. Uh, fan club yeah, pressure yeah. group how is it looking at the moment well, John Joe Shelby's magical tackle I actually <laughs> just sold that fan club to Amanda Stavely <laughs> did you get a good deal a, a fantastic deal I don't have to do it anyway I don't have to keep saying he should play for England yeah. Yeah. if he gets put in prison are there any sort of you know, uh, less said about that the better the, I think. the, the, the thing the, the Shelby thing is it, last night um, at the time I recorded last night is a great example of this you know mm. Shelby hasn't. I think I'm right in saying, Pete. Shelby hasn't. Didn't start the game before that, did no. he? And, and and I wonder if Shelby and Mitrovic are two players that Rafa Benitez, who I think is a manager who prides himself on players he can trust. Yeah. I don't think he thinks he can trust them. No. I think he's given so, he's given Shelby a chance where he hasn't really he given has, Mitrovic a chance. But when Shelby gets that's that's a fair point. But when Shelby gets given any sort of elevated area of responsibility, mm. whether that be play central midfield. In the, you know, in a game that we want to win, mm. he seems to. I'm probably being a bit unfair, but more often than not, he seems to not be able to handle the pressure. So mm. the last thing he needs is an England call-up, sadly, because we all think he's a talented player. The, by the way, I think you're right. I think look, yeah, Shelby for England, that's not going to happen. And he's, I understand he's, he's got a killer ball on him. The problem is we, our strikers aren't really up to much, and I think he gets it just gets frustrated. Well, I, think, I just wonder. I wonder. He's if, the one. For, is, he's, is, the, is, he's the one piece of class in that. Is, is, Shelby, is Shelby being sent off also Hosselu's fault? <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that is, that's a fair point there, Pete, because. I wonder if he had a bit more dynamic movement in front of him uh, that, that he would be he able to kick sort of, people. He wouldn't kick people. <laughs> he, wouldn't play the, he could play the spars. But the, the fact of the matter is that uh, he's one of those players who has got amazing talent. And look, mm. he plays for Newcastle United, so he's not wasting his talent, clearly. That would be a silly thing to say. But there's a reason why he's at Newcastle United rather than one of the bigger teams. because That's, he, he that's could probably, but, but what I would say is... Like, yeah, because he, he was at Liverpool not He's not ago. one of those... He's not like a Czech Teote. God rest his soul, that, that, he, that he would charge about and he'd be always on the mm. verge of a yellow. When he sticks two yeah. feet in, he sticks two feet yeah, in yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he's really noticeable. Yeah, yeah. He's, not like, he's not a rough and tumble player mm-hmm. kind of John Joe Shelby. He's just a shit at he's times. He's got the red mist, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He does feel like a player that's constantly turning a corner. Mm. You know, it's either he's done something daft or he's put a little run together where he hasn't done something daft. But regardless, he's defined by doing those stupid uh, things. He's in a hall of mirrors. Speaking of uh, turning <laughs> the corner, Everton. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's been instant. It's well, been absolutely instant. We should say that uh, Allardyce was grateful to when uh, Mike Ashley, the Newcastle United owner, admitted getting rid of him was a mistake. And, it, you know, it, it's very much like Big Sam to, to bring that up and say, yes, I think I agree with him. He said, he said, he, I agree he, with that he, mistake that built me a house. He seems to <laughs> love settling a score. Oh, yeah. He loves, he loves, the, he he loves settling blowing, one nil. He loves blowing his own trumpet, let's be honest. Mm. But he would have ple- been pleased to get one over Rafa Benitez. But he did <laughs> say like, that. He's like on the phone going, like, he's like uh, Taken, Liam Neeson in Taken, yeah. just settling scores. Like, <laughs> well, do you know what? I have a particular set of stick knives. Having, having said that, I, I've got a feeling, you know, um, Mashiri, the owner of Everton, who's mm. quite an inexperienced experienced football guy yeah. I think Sam will absolutely skin him alive in January <laughs> I, I, he's, he's gonna, I, I think he's, he, Allardyce has come in in a situation where he's, he's almost I know he's not really doing people a favour because he's got a deal and, 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 um, and, and you know he's being paid for that mm. but essentially he's come in in a, in a fashion which is help us out of a hole here pal yeah. and, and he knows they've got money mm. this is the best squad that Allardyce has ever worked with 
already. Yeah. He's absolutely going to get back in the transfer window. He is going to rinse Mashiri, and I, I think um, they might be going places, Everton. If, he, if, if Allardyce can set a, a foundation for them to move him on, because I think yeah. he's only got an 18-month deal. Um, it'd be very, very interesting to see what goes on. Let's because have it, some more midfielders. Yeah, yeah he's, the, he's the type of. I mean, he'll definitely get the best out of Rooney. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, so, so I mean, for, he can he can't do a worse job. There's a touch of the Harry Redknapps about Sam Allardyce in the sense that he he's a will, cheer upper. Yeah, well, no, no, no I, yeah, you're right. But in the press, in the sense that he's always keen to talk about his record, mm. and he's always keen to basically definitely. go, well, against all the odds, you know, I'm still here. Yeah. I, I mean, can you believe? You know, I'm doing this against all the odds. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember that, that while also that Aladici stuff. Do you know, what, do you know well. what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Aladici stuff. It's, as well. it's yeah. while also spinning the whole kind of you know British managers not getting a chance. I've been yeah. overlooked for things, things. So it's sort of having it both ways, really. Yeah. Um, I wonder if. Um, Aladas will be able to get more out of Sandro Ramirez because he's, he's yeah. you know, turned up as a, as a reputation as a kind of big bustling striker. We know Aladas like can very much get the best out of those sort of mm. players. So I wonder if there's more to come from that. Could bring in um, Kevin Nolan alongside him. <laughs> yeah. Everton are at home to Swansea on Monday night and at eight to fifteen with bet three six five to win ten pound will return fifteen pound thirty three pence, including a stake. Yeah, um, and despite Everton moving into the top half of the table since Aladas has arrived, he's cancelled the club's Christmas party. Oh, he said he'll pay them back in the new year when they're in a better position. What has Big Sam got lined up for those players that's, in January? I think that's great though, isn't it? Because, you know, it's, you are, you're, you're still incentivising them. It's nice that he said that actually because yeah. some managers go, no, end of the, no Christmas party, sod off. I mean, yeah. daft little party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, but hopefully to Big Sam, you know, they might be off to Iron Apple or somewhere um, because that will definitely uh, be it. Oh, before we move on, um, Newcastle obviously mentioned they're away to Arsenal. Obviously couldn't get past uh, Moises West Ham, but reports are saying that Arsenal have agreed £35 million for Stephen and Zonzi. We were talking about Nzonzi mm-hmm. uh, just the other day. Is he the man, Jim, that will help Arsenal turn that corner? Well, um, I've I think you're being very um, rash to write off Arsenal's title bid there, <laughs> which it sounds like what you're implying. Um, Arsenal is not, not conceding. And neither am I. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Nzonzi is a, very much the type of player that Arsenal need. It's, it's that midfield doesn't yeah. click too often and they get they get beaten in midfield. That's and, right. Yeah. Um, and Nzonzi is a, is a tough nut. And, you, uh, do you think Allardyce will offer advice to Wenger in a, in a press conference on how to manage Nzonzi. That's the kind of thing he would do. Yeah. I, I, I like the Zons. I think he's the good. Zonzo, oh, yeah. yeah. Zonzo Shelby. Uh, I would, <laughs> don't shelve the Zonzo. Yeah. Uh, I would like to publicly apologise to uh, Jim. I had uh, two uh, tickets in the away end for the Arsenal match uh, uh, that I promised to Jim, but then I remembered that I promised it to someone else before him. Yeah. So, I, sorry, Jim. I You offered me them at the time and I told you I couldn't make it and you oh. were still apologising. But your so admin is so shit. Yeah. You're apologising for stuff that's already been done and dusted yeah. and been sorted out anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and you, you've pri- I am privately apologised and I explained this then as well. Yeah, Don't you use this podcast to air your, air, air air your apologies. The airing of grievances. I just want everyone to know I'm going to the match so, I, so uh, if like any Arsenal firms want to take me on on uh, Hybrid Corner I'm going to beat the doing? shit out of you. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, you are so giddy on like this starting so well for you. Yeah. It, it was just... the staff Christmas party yesterday I'm hungover. Yeah. yeah. I'm giddy. Norm. It's time to go to Leicester City and Claude Puel. Ooh. They're getting on like a house on fire aren't really they? Are. Since he took over they've played eight and lost just once which was against Man City so fair enough but they've got their, they've got their fifth win under Puel this week against his old club Southampton and, and Southampton fans and uh, and a lot of people at the club they, they criticised Puel for playing boring football and, and non-attacking well his Leicester team just beat them 4-1 at St Mary's yeah. how's that for attacking football you mugs it's yeah. a really dominant performance <laughs> as well, save me saying that <laughs> um, I think that that's a little 
the problem with with Puel at Southampton last season was the League Cup final happened, and then the rest of the season was yeah. massively after the Lord Mayor show. They did finish eighth. In addition to that, they did. He didn't really have any I, what I would say dynamic quality forwards, which meant I don't know if Puel had any option to mm. play sort of boring football because he thought, well, I'm not going to score the goals. I need to make sure I don't lose games. Mm. And what we're actually seeing with Puel when he actually got when he's got dynamic, quick, mm. exciting players. Well, they're playing good football. And they're they winning really games. are. Yeah, I, Leicester, I, I suspect he's probably quite a good manager. Leicester are back. Yeah, Leicester are. are back. I mean, yeah, look, I understand Southampton fans. I didn't watch them week in, week out. And if it was boring, then then, then fair enough. Um, but I think what you've just said there, Luke, is right. But you, you can't, you know, he, he did finish eighth with Southampton. Well, yeah. uh, and I mean, he did very well with Monaco as well in France. Like won the league, you know, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's well, and perhaps one of his, um, one of his best uh, achievements was uh, famously getting Hatton Ben Arthur's career back on track at Nice. Well, you yeah. know, for he's a, a bit. He's since chucked it back in, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that, 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 that legacy will live long in the memory. <laughs> well, ben, ben Arthur to Leicester, is that what they need? Could he be their team? Uh, he could be, he could be. But oh, is that a... why they're linking him there? Oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. There there see, it all makes sense in the end. It really, really does. <laughs> One of the, uh, the players that uh, people are saying is, is reborn under Puel is Mares. Yeah, um, and transfer Puel. windows opening soon again. Well, how many well, times do I have to say it? There is that. I mean, Puel. Um... It's like Anelka. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Anelka's brilliant in December. Someone emailing about how many goals Nicholas Anelka scored in December <laughs> in his career. Well, people are aware of this though because an article I was reading said that Puel spoke to Mares when he got there and, and, and talked about his desire to seduce the player. In yeah, I remember. In, I remember that. Uh, yeah, Leicester. Yeah, exactly. And he said that he was he was he said it was difficult to find Mares. But I mean, Marcus. The man not with that hair, it's not. The man has literally dyed his hair to be more noticeable to get a transfer. <laughs> I don't know what else he can do yeah, to show that he wants to move. Wear his CV. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, a, a, a medallion around his neck. Yeah, with stats on it. Yeah, with a floppy disc. It would be, it would be a great shame because, you know, that, that... Record of achievement down his shots. The, yeah. the title-winning side is still largely there. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Cantor's gone. But it'd be Drinkwater's great... gone. Yeah, but it would be a great shame that um, if, if Mara's went as well because they're yeah. just beginning to start playing. And mm. I'll tell you something, if Leicester continue this, now I know there's there's a lot of um, competition for sort of fourth and fifth place if teams do want to finish fifth. I'm sure Burnley would love that. But I honestly think Leicester, if they, they, they continue like they are, they will be challenging for that fifth spot. Dare I even suggest fourth? I think Leicester, the trajectory well, is that way. If you fancy Leicester to finish top four this season, it's 40 to one with Bet365. And they've done it before. They have. Mm. £10 returns, £410 including stakes. So there you go. There's your option. They were brilliant against Southampton. That yeah. first half, they probably should have been about four or five. Blowing them up. away. They right. were absolutely brilliant. The, the counter-attacking staff, Okazaki among the goals yeah. again. Vardy uh, looks like he's 21. Do you think this 50th goal thing is playing on Vardy's mind a little bit? Because I think, is he about to, he'll become, I think Leicester's, Top scorer in the Premier League? Don't if, know, if Jim. He's not already. You should have checked but, that before um, you come in. <laughs> no, it's a half-remembered stat. Yeah. But I know he's, my about, favorite he's about to get 50. Um, his next goal will be his 50th in the Premier League for Leicester. And it seems like he's I, that I, sort of on me, him. I don't think he's a great thinker, to be honest. Me, meanwhile, um, Southampton, uh, obviously it gives me no pleasure to say this, <laughs> but Southampton are in terrible fight. I don't, they, I don't think they look that good at all. Well, they don't know what they're about, do they? They haven't won in four. They've only scored 17 goals all season. And I think um, only... The bottom four teams have won fewer games than them. It's not looking good for them. Mm. Shame. Do you think they could get pulled in? I bloody hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Because Portsmouth could legitimately get promoted this season. Mm. So if Southampton get relegated, the South Coast Derby is back on. It's back. Way quicker than anyone thought. Newcastle go down. The the more Donaldson Derby's back. I know. (laughs) It's all there. I know. It's all there. Um, yeah, Leicester at home to Palace on, on Saturday. Palace got a great win against Watford. They love a late goal down there at the they moment, do. apart from when Benteke gets in the way. 
um, Sacco, when he, he equalised, the commentator shouted something like, Sacco saved! Oh, pinball! Goal! Yeah. <laughs> Quite like the pinball shout. Zahar's footwork, Jim, setting up the winner. Mm, well, he's just—that's what you get with Zahar when he's confident, isn't it? Mm. He's, you know, he's been sort of freed up a little bit under Hodgson. I feel um, join his football at a club that suits him really. Yeah, without, without being—that sounds no, like right. a bit of a backhanded compliment. Mm. And I know there was a lot of upheaval at Old Trafford when he moved there, but it seems like a natural fit for him there. You're absolutely mm. right because well, it's it's, a, it's being a big fish in a small pond, isn't it? And you can yeah. sort of showboat and be rewarded for that in a way that maybe you wouldn't at a club where well, the pressure's it looks off. A bit more individualistic. The pressure's off at Palace because they're not expected to win every week, mm. so he can do those uh, wonderful pieces of skill and so on. Because if you, if you do that at even you know somewhere like Spurs, who were, I think may have been linked with him in the past, yeah, they were. They. I know Eric Lamella is there as well, although he's been injured. But if if you do too much of that kind of stuff, you know, Pochettino will say, oh, come on. Well, Palace are brief, were briefly out of the bottom three, weren't they, this mm-hmm. week? They're back in it now, but, I mean, they could well be out of it um, this time, well, this time next week. Yeah, I do yeah. think Palace and West Ham's form is bad news for Stoke because they look like teams that are, you know, that have, they've got fresh ideas and impetus there and it's, it's starting to work for them. And you know, I know we touched on Stoke earlier, but you just look at them there and it just feels like they're sleepwalking to a mm. terrible season and it's huge could be next. Stoke are awful. Um, they're playing West Ham next time and um, West Ham have got three winnable games including that Stoke game we'll find a lot about David Moyes and West Ham mm. after those three winnable games if they yeah. pick up nine points then we've got, you've got to say that Moyes has had a brilliant start but Ooh, it's a big if very much so Luke what is our <laughs> best bet this week with Bet365 we've got a new best better Ooh. and he comes by the name of Ben Wetton and Ben says hello Ramblers during Monday's show um, you lot subtly mentioned you'll be attending a boat party this week. Oh, yeah. We are indeed attending a Christmas boat party tonight. He said, um, while this may have been glossed over by many, my heart sank because I was also meant to be attending this event. Well, let's yeah. hope the boat doesn't sink. Yeah. I, however, decided to spend the weekend in New York with my girlfriend, which I now explicitly regret as the chance to meet you chumps has gone up in smoke. Well, you are in New York having a good time, so yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't... They say you shouldn't meet your heroes, and Pete, <laughs> Pete Donaldson's a living testament to that. Certainly not anyone with um, seasickness. So Ben yeah. says, as a, as a bit of compensation, I was hoping you would give me the honour, the privilege, the responsibility of generating some Christmas dollar for charity. Now, while this may seem a little bit of an outsider... I'm predicting that Tottenham will become the Brock Lesnar of the Premier League and end Man City's WrestleMania streak. Do you want to explain that one, Pete? Uh, he's a man who looks like a bit of chewing gum, all chewed up. Okay, yeah, that's, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, it's very, very insightful. Um, he says um, Spurs have got a good record against Man City, including a 2-1 away victory a couple of years ago. So I'd like to go with Tottenham to win and both teams to score at 8-1. to one. To the rambling empire, your friend of the ramble, presumptuous, Ben Wetton. <laughs> um, you'll be a friend of the ramble if you win this bet, Yeah, ben. we'll see how you get on. Um, Spurs to beat Man City and both teams to score is 8-1. to one. So £50 will return £450, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to begamblerware.org. There we are. Let's look ahead to the weekend, chaps. All as one, one for all. Um, I've got a few here from looking ahead to the weekend. Have you got? Have you got any? I do, well, yeah, I do. I've got. Um, I've got a couple. Actually. Well, this is this is from. I, this was tweeted to the Ramble account, um, Peter, from a chap called Andrew Martin. Hello, Peter. And he said, Pete, <laughs> you're Peter. Yeah. What? <laughs> he said, Pete, I've got no money, but I've got the night off work. So if you want to get mortal in our tune shirts, I'll buy you a pint, and I'm sure Amanda will reimburse me in January. It's <laughs> obviously in presumption that uh, that if the, the deal the, goes through, the big deal's going to go ahead. Yeah. But uh, it was something I've noticed in uh, in the press of late oh. and you have to dig out these ones in the press uh, Maradona's out in India at the moment doing some public appearances as he does the Globetrotter uh, he's apparently going to play in an exhibition match but that that so that will be interesting it's always yeah. interesting to see Maradona playing sport uh, did you see the uh, 12 foot statue of him unveiled in Kolkata 
An- another messy one. Is, yeah. There's a Maradona statue in Calcutta. Yeah. Mm. I heard uh, about this. No. Yeah, well, as one newspaper put it, the chubby cheeks and double chin given to his effigy seem to be seem to bear more likeness to Maradona's more portly figure of today rather than the athletic physique he sported during his playing career. I, I love that because he's given us a lot of value in his <laughs> post-playing days. Yeah, and I feel that should also be, be honoured. Yeah, but the okay, hair yeah. is very much 1986 Maradona. Right. So it's like a it's like a mix like a mix-up. Someone said it looked a bit like his grandmother. Wow. He looks like uh, there's a there's a character in Fireman Sam. He used to go and talk like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just looks like that. Yeah. Dig that out on the social media, Pete, because yeah, yeah. that means nothing to me. Well, I, 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 you, I, I tweeted did, it. I tweeted it. Did you? Yeah. I did used to like Farm and Sam. Anyway, our listeners oh, are, looking ahead, are looking ahead to the following uh, things. Um, what have we got here? Jonathan Toops. I'm looking forward to a listener taking the first step towards obtaining the very first ORE. Oh. Oh. We can but hope. Ben Doohan. I'm looking forward to Alan Pardew headbutting Jesse Lingard. Um, <laughs> What have we got here? Kevin Galvin. Can't wait for Arson to tell us all about the team spirit when we stuff Cheeky Pete's group of slugs. Cheeky oh, Pete. That's not right. No. Um, James Munro. Wayne Rooney to overtake Lukaku in the goal scoring charts. They're both on nine, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It could happen. And I'll finish with this one from Matthew Spate. Getting more of those 12 rambles of Christmas. Hashtag brown nose. Yeah, <laughs> you do it. 12 and 11 are out now. And by this time, sort of tomorrow, when you get the show, that day, number 10 will be out. Yeah. Do it's check a, them out. It's a beautiful bonanza. We're counting down our, our, our 12 most important themes, funny moments, interesting things of the last 10 years. Yeah. And you can get in touch as well and listen out for it. Yeah, when you say funny things, I mean, it's the, sort of the defining moments as well. Funny things. <laughs> Pe- Peaks in my mind, peaks in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Peter, do you have something you want to say there? No. Good. <laughs> that is the end of the Football Ramble. I would have Ramble. said it, mate. <laughs> I'm happy to derail a show at any moment. And yeah. you have again. The yes. Football Ramble preview show is sponsored by Bet365. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, Luke Moore. It's all right. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Oh, Fireman Sam. Thank you, me. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.